This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast right here with Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. He is Matt Connor. I am Sterling Holmes. A lot of fun stuff to get into today. Going to talk a lot of Chiefs, maybe talk some Little Debbie, talk some ice cream, but mostly Chiefs. Uh, Mostly Chiefs. Not Big Debbie. Not Big Debbie. Sturdy Debbie. If you're Big Debbie, get the hell out of here. It's it's called Sturdy Debbie. Uh, Sturdy Debbie in 2022. Matt, come on now. <laughs> All right. All right. Wait, is it? What if it was like Lil Debbie, like Lil? Wayne? Oh, like a rapper. Yeah. Is there like a oh, Lil Debbie yeah. out there? Because that would be a sweet hit name. Yeah, Lil Debbie the rapper would be incredible. I mean, that needs to happen. How's mm-hmm. that not happen? I, frankly, I'm I'm shocked. Why don't we make it happen? I mean, that's like that's like money waiting to happen. This is a million dollar idea, and we're giving it away to any <laughs> tiny Deborah with a special hip hop skills. If you're out there, just know you can make some money. Uh, Go ahead, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted your great intro talking about. No, you're fine. You are completely fine. Let's get into it. a lot of chief stuff to talk about. But first, how are you doing, Matt? It's been it's been too long. It's been a little while. Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. We're uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I am. Uh, yeah, I, Gonza. There's a comment that says she can rap about her what. I should have never went there with Little Debbie, but here we are. Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. Hey, the NFL draft is ten days away. Have that right? Maybe nine days away. Brett Veach is going to have two first round picks. I, I I said this earlier in like a Twitter Spaces thing yesterday. Here's what's crazy. We're used to Brett Veach makes uh, six picks a year. So Brett Veach has only ever submitted 24 draft cards total. He's got 12 next weekend. He's got half as many as he's ever had in one weekend. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm just pretty excited to, like, see what happens. Lots of drama. Lots of drama. What about and you, they're going to take a running back in the first round. Uh, that's wait. what they need. Yeah, I can't wait. Actually, maybe go back to back at 29 and 30. Really stamp it home. Halfback, really. Back, 29 and 30. That's what I'm hoping for. That's, I love it. What about you, man? You Do you normally, like, do you normally watch the draft? Like, are you a big, like, sit down and take a whole thing in or, like, like what's yeah, I tried to. I've done it both ways. Okay, so I've been to the draft. I was there when they drafted Mahomes. I was rocking flip-flops. So it was right outside my house. I walked down. Um, 
I'm there. There's a, you know, Ben Franklin steps. It's, it's cool. I'm there by myself. So I don't really want to stay that long. I just wanted to see the experience. Chiefs don't draft until what was like 28 or whatever it was supposed to be. I'm walking back. All of a sudden I hear the do, 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 do. Chiefs trade up. And I'm like, Oh bleep. So I'm sprinting back in my flip flops <laughs> and I'm like, they're getting Deshaun Watson. The chiefs just got Deshaun Watson. Well, I'm an idiot. They got Patrick Mahomes even better, and the rest is history. So I was there when the Chiefs drafted the the franchise savior, if you will. That's but pretty now, bad. as far as like the draft itself goes, it takes too long. Like, why were the Jags taking their entire allotted time? They had the whole offseason to decide to get Trevor Lawrence, and I'm still stuck on my couch crushing beers just waiting for them to draft the guy that everyone knows they're going to draft. I wish they only had like a minute. If you give each team a minute, just let them roll through that bad boy. I'd be much more entertained. We should speak to our producers and give you only a minute. That's the worst take ever. I love the NFL draft. Do you want to have seven minutes each draft? Because it's five minutes and then it's two minutes to get on stage and hand them a piece of paper just for Roger Goodell to get booed, which is fun. It takes way too long. I love it. You know why I love it? Because there's nothing NFL related that's going to happen until late July. So if... The general manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, good wants thing to waste the draft goes on until late July because it takes them so damn long. I'm hey, I'm here for it. I got nothing else to do. I lay around. Usually, even when I was like a little kid, my mom had this is pre-computer. This is how old I am. My mom had an electric typewriter, and I would type. If you wanted to delete, you hit this like delete key, and it was like a whiteout kind of like over each like letter. And I would type out my like mock draft for the first round, second round maybe. And then I would like just sit there as like a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 14-year-old, whatever, and watch it. I just uh, – I don't know. I'm not as old as Mel Kuyper, but almost. I submit my mock draft via electric typewriter. <laughs> I, love th- I love three full days of this stuff. I used to take off work for it. Now I work for it. So I love it. I hope the Jags take every ounce of time just so you get that much more upset. You're an asshole, man. Why would you wish that upon me? I just wish that on you. I just, there it is. I wished it upon you. You know what doesn't suck, though? KC Beer, Beer. my friends. KC Beer, look at this. I'm wearing the swag. KC Beer, I'll say it this way, is the Lynn Dawson of beer, right? It's cool and old school. They're using the German purity laws from 1516, four ingredients, that's malt, hops, water, and yeast. Now, if you eat malt or like even one of those on their own, not that great. All water is good. Put those four together, absolutely delicious. The Arrowhead Attic Podcast is brought to you by the KC Beer Company, and we're proud of that. They're an award-winning brewery, a terrific lineup of brews made by a terrific lineup of people, by the way. So whatever yeah, type of are. beer you're into, KC Beer has a style for you. Look for the red KC Beer cartons in your local store and support the Arrowhead Attic Podcast by picking some up. Um, let them know. Reach out to them. It's always helpful for us. Like, let them know what you like, what you like about it, what like what was what was cool. That sort of interaction is always helpful for a company. And, of course, it helps out us, helps us out um, by helping out our sponsor. But at the same time, they're just a great sponsor to have overall. Um, we're thrilled to have them as part of the podcast. Um, also, so give them a shot. 
I do a, uh, well, I went to a wedding shower for, for some friends and they didn't know that we were sponsored by Casey Beer Company. And I don't know if I could get deals or not, but they had Casey Beer Dunkel on tap. They bought kegs of Casey Dunkel and I was just out here crushing them. <laughs> Hell of a time. Great wedding shower. Highly recommend. If you have kegs of Dunkel on tap, elite. Love it. Love it. Well, we want to get to a few things here. And one of the big things, though, this week, so the Chiefs return. This is the first podcast since the Chiefs are actually back at Arrowhead right now. We're in the first of nine weeks of Sterling's going to go tend to his dog, by the way. That's what that means. See ya. Uh, If you hear a dog barking, it's because Sterling has no puppy control whatsoever. He refuses to send it to dog obedience school, and it's it's just a major problem. I I think he needs to be fired. Dude, he runs the house. The dog literally runs the house. That's all he does. (laughs) So uh, it actually is a very cute dog, and uh, Sterling won't let me. Sterling won't invite me over to pet it, but someday he will. Anyway, the Chiefs are back. Back at Arrowhead. Uh, There are nine weeks to a team's off-season conditioning program, phase one, uh, which the Chiefs are in this week and next week. It sounds kind of boring, honestly, to fans because it just means they're sitting in meetings, they're working out and conditioning, and then injury guys are rehabbing. So it's not like the players are on the field doing drills. It's not like we're going to see how the defense is lining up or, or what's going on. We're not even really getting a good look at the new guys like like live on the field doing anything whatsoever for another until may um but at the very least the guys are back and andy reed spoke to the press patrick mahomes spoke to the press um about what's going on and one of the things that's been going on is that patrick mahomes is getting together with the new guys um sterling you want to read what mahomes said and like i'd love to discuss like what you think of sort of the the early developing chemistry with mahomes and the new faces around yeah so mahomes said on the new guys quote i think the biggest thing you see actually from throwing to all these guys really we have a lot of size in that receiving room that we haven't necessarily had in the past we've done it different ways with speed and beating guys deep but to have big physical receivers that can still run and catch the ball over the top there have been balls that i've thrown out there during routes on air i've thrown in high thinking it was an overthrow and those guys are catching it easy having that size i think will be different i'm excited for it and i think it will be something that will be useful for us during the season it just just to me I would say this is a good sign. I don't know what else he's going to say, right? Like, you're not going to be like, oh, I hate losing Tyree Kill and having size sucks. But it is a positive takeaway. He's like, I'm thinking I'm overthrowing guys and MVS coming down with the ball. It's not like they sacrificed speed just for size because MVS flies, right? Juju Smith-Schuster, he's still a quick guy, even though he has more size than what has been typically here in Kansas City. This is a win-win scenario. I know a lot of folks and we'll get to it later, are freaking out about the wide receiver room. But I think that they're going to be okay, right? It's a loss losing Tyreek Hill, no doubt. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not one of those people like, well, because they don't have Tyreek Hill, they'll find a way to spread the ball around more. No, no, no. That's true, but you don't just replace Tyreek Hill. He's one of a kind, right? He's one of one. That's going to be a loss. But I do think the offense will be different. Maybe it is less deep throws, which he mentioned. You know, it used to be speed and going deep. It might be a little different. It might not be what it once was, but it's still going to be a very high powered, very good offense. Yeah. You know, I agree. I agree. We, we talked about this earlier on the radio, but, but um, I, I think I was so shocked by Andy Reed 
in his press conference, he was asked about Marquez Valdez Scantling about the new signing and and kind of what he brings to the table. And then and then Andy didn't just talk about like very general terms like, oh, yeah, we like him. We brought him on board. He's going to be great. He got he got real in depth. Here's what he said. I want to read this. Um, this is and again, this is Andy Reid on Marquez Valdez Scantling. He says this. He's a big kid. He's very smart. I think it's great he's getting a jump start with Pat here going down on his own time and working with him like we just talked about. Then he says, I think Marquez can do a lot of different things. He's got good stop-start ability. He's a big target. He can run your slant games. He can take your deep throws. He can run those intermediate routes. He's got a good feel in space. So he gives us a little flexibility in there. Now, look, the, the word on MBS when he signed was, oh, we got our deep threat now that Tyreek's gone. But Andy Reid comes in and goes, hey, look, this guy can do the spectrum of everything. He's fast, but he's 6'4", and we can use him all over the place in different scenarios. And and Andy was, like, really detailed to kind of drive that point home, almost to say, like, look, these aren't, like, single-faceted guys. Like, you're the tall one. You're the fast one. You're, the like, like some kind of comedy show where it's like, you're the funny one. You're the, you know, you're the comic relief kind of like, like that kind of, like, role-playing. If the Chiefs can get some of these guys to do multiple things, that just allows for a, a plurality of looks that's going to make them that much more dangerous. Remember, MVS, I mean, that was a $30 million contract. That's not like, you know, like signing like a Sammy Watkins or a Juju or someone for like one year, $4 million, one year, $8 million, one year. Like, like those are easier to understand. So it seems like the Chiefs made a, a deeper investment expecting more so especially for MBS, I'm anxious to see like how like is he used in that well-rounded way. Well, you and I talked about it on radio today. I'm really high on MVS. I think this is going to be if I was choosing between Miko Hardman or MVS for a breakout candidate, I'm going with MVS. Now that I don't think McCall Hardman's going to have a role on this team, I think he obviously will. I think the last eight games of the season or so proved they found a way to use him. But I think that's more or less his his role. I think MVS is such a versatile player. He didn't have a great opportunity, even though he had Aaron Rodgers, who's a phenomenal quarterback. Devontae Adams was garnering an obscene amount of the target share, right? Trust me, I had Devontae Adams in fantasy football. It was just (laughs) absurd. So MVS now gets an opportunity here in Kansas City where the ball will be spread around more. Sure, Travis Kelsey is still here, but I think MVS steps now into a role where he's not fighting with 40% of the target share to Devontae Adams, right? I also think that MVS improved his drop rate considerably. He went from having a multitude of drops two years ago to last year, I believe he had zero. That's a guy working on hand strength, making sure to catch the ball in traffic. He knows what his opportunities were limited, and he had to make the most of them. I'm really excited to see what he can do in this offense. Let me ask you this, and maybe we'll get into this when, when we talk about wide receiver, but um, let's talk about it right now because the state of wide receiver, maybe we'll just start, maybe we'll just start here in, sure. in, in our segment. For this episode, we're talking about largely, we're wanting to do a pre-draft synopsis of, of whether a need, a positional need is either overlooked or overblown, Right. So that being the case, let's talk wide receiver here at least up front because I th- I think I think you and I would both agree that that without Tyreek Hill on the roster, there's like like no one else is living up to that. So there's less talent, less top tier elite talent. However, 
what would you think about the statement? Like, do you do you like Tyreek, McColl, Demarcus, and um, Byron better, or do you like McColl, MVS, Juju Smith-Schuster, and a rookie better? Like, like, what do you think of of, of the depth there? I, I think for the long term, the second one you lay out is much more appealing, right? As far as, you know, it's tough, man. Tyreek Hill is a phenomenal talent. But I do think, and kind of understanding what you're saying is, as far as the outside of Tyreek, the depth pieces are much improved. It's not Tyreek and a bunch of dudes. Now it's, we got a full band here, right? It's not just you have the lead singer and whoever else it is. Now you have all of D12. It's not just Eminem. I kind of, from that perspective, I like what the Chiefs are doing. I'm not concerned as much as a lot of folks are that this wide receiver room is going to just fall off a cliff. I don't think the Chiefs need to have this. They have to have a, a wide receiver drafted in the first round or they're going to be horrible. I don't think so. We've seen time and time again, wide receivers can make an immediate impact if they're not drafted in the first round. DK Metcalf, right? We, we talked about that earlier on today. Uh, we talked about Terry McLaurin. We, we talked about T Higgins. So I'm not as concerned at wide receiver as a lot of people are. It's not going to probably be as good as far as the top end guy with Tyree kill, but the depth piece is everyone else. I think they can make up for that. I agree with you. So, so let's like, let's get to that part of the question. If we're talking about the positional need for the chiefs wide receiver, is this, is this overblown by people going into the draft or do you think it's still overlooked? Like what, like, like what, like what would you say about that? As, as far as wide receiver goes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, overblown. I think it's way overblown again. So you're thinking I, 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 if they trade up the chiefs trade up and draft a wide receiver, I will be irritated. There is a lot more pressing needs on this roster than wide receiver. You can get by at wide receiver. You don't pay a quarterback half a billion dollars to then have to trade up and draft him another weapon at wide receiver. Yeah, you take care of him. Yes, you give him guys, but you give and all those weapons to guys like Baker Mayfield. You expect a half a billion dollar quarterback, a quarterback as good as Mahomes. I have so much faith in Mahomes that he can make guys better. You do not have to trade up, spend, and I would say – potentially take away from other spots on the roster to give him a guy at wide receiver. He can make guys better. Yeah. So you do not want any trade up whatsoever for any wide receiver. Correct. What do you, what do you think of a first round wide receiver? If their guy is there, go for it. If they have a guy that like, we really think that this guy makes our team that much better. Go for it. Brett Veach knows better than I do. Let's, let's be real here, guys. End of the day, he knows more than I do. But I think there are more pressing needs at edge. If they went edge, edge, 29-30, I'm happy. They go interior defensive line, Devontae Wyatt, and, and edge at 29-30, I'm happy. Cornerback uh, has a good case, right? Like there, there are other opportunities to get wide receivers later on in the draft. There's, you can find guys in the second round. Can you find yeah. a good edge in the second round? I don't think so. The Chiefs have not shown an affinity for finding edges to begin with let alone in the second round. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Don't tempt. I got to agree with you on this one, Sterling. I think, um, I think like reaching for a receiver in general, I think the need for a receiver is, is a little bit overblown, certainly not overlooked. I, I think we're one on that one. Although let me read you this Chad Forbes, 
who's an NFL draft analyst on Twitter. I just read this tweet. He says this. Tell me what you think. The entire league knows the Chiefs are figuring out how high they must trade up for one of either Jamison Williams or Chris Olave. I mean, does that just – could you resign yourself to, well, if it's a big-time talent, I guess I'm fine with it. Or are you just, like, shaking your head going – Please, no, God, because no. doing that potentially takes away from getting anyone at edge. Check ESPN. Check the depth chart. Who do they have listed? Chris Jones. Now, we know that's not going to be the case come week one, right? We know Chris Jones, that experiment's not happening again. But at the same time, that is how dire the situation is. It's dire straits. They spent money for nothing on those <laughs> positions, and this is what they come up with. Like they got their chicks for free, though. They that's got their the chicks for free. News. They did. That's 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 good. Well, now I'm second guessing myself. I mean, no, what but do you do there? I I just am firmly believing twenty nine thirty. If they do trade up, it better be for an edge. That's all I'm saying. If it's for hmm. a receiver, I will be I will be heated. All right, we agree here. Overblown is the official word. Maybe the degrees to which we may disagree, but overblown. Let's talk running back. We may agree here too. Some do, people do we need saying, to? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You know, we're not talking about quarterback because that's really never a thing here. You know, whatever. The, the by the way, the Chiefs brought in. Uh, the Chiefs actually brought in a quarterback today from South Dakota State. Right, it's going to be a late round or undrafted flyer. And I even wrote like a quick story about it, just saying, "Hey, here's who he is," and the Chiefs brought him in, and there's interest. It's like actual news. It's an actual visit. It's a player they're showing interest in. And then the then the online reactions were like, why? Why are you even talking about this? And it's like, because your favorite team is spending time with him. Like, it's news. What? Like, it's your job, like, dude. Yeah, like, what's wrong with you? And, but people are like, people are so like, we got Mahomes, bro. Like, why, why are you even talking about a quarterback? Why even mention a quarter? Why do you even have quarters in your coin purse, dude? We don't Hashtag need a quarterback. plus ratio. Dude, it's so it's so lame. They're like, did you use the word back? Why'd you even use the word back, dude? Uh, I'm over it. So we're not talking quarterback. Running back. Let me ask you this: Is running back is a need at running back? And let's lay this out. We have Clyde Edwards-Helaire, who has had injury issues in the past. Has also said he's never been fully healthy in an offseason in the past. Yeah, uh, as he told us before. You signed Rojo, right? You got Ronald Jones in there. Um, Jarrett McKinnon gone. Darrell Williams gone. Derek Gore brought back if you want to include him in the mix there in some way. There will be another addition there because they always roll deeper than that. But in terms of draft need, do you think a positional need here is overlooked or do you think it's overblown? I I think it is what it is. I don't think anyone's clamoring for a top-end running back. I don't think that's the case at all. I think a fourth rounder would even be high, but for example, Tyler Beatty from Mizzou, he would be, well, we thought Clyde would be incredible in this offense because they would use his pass catching ability, but Tyler Beatty, his pass catching ability from Mizzou was outstanding. I wouldn't mind taking a look at him in the fourth, but that's about as early as I would look. Anything before fourth, I'm sitting here going, why? What the hell? I know it's a sunk cost. They spent a first rounder on Clyde, but they also haven't used him and utilized him in the way that we think he would work best. They brought in Ronald Jones Jr. That's a proven name as a backup. Derek Gore was fine in limited action. They don't need another guy. 
They don't, they need another guy as far as depth, but they don't need a bell cow. They don't, they don't need someone they give the ball to 30 times a game. Andy Reid does not run the football. They're not predicated on the run as great as the offensive line is. It's not their MO. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And, and I didn't think it was much of a thing except today specifically, I saw back-to-back mock drafts. I think they were ESPN. And both of them had second-round running backs to the Chiefs. And I just thought, man, we're living in this world that I just can't understand. I think any I think any need there is way overblown because I'm actually bullish on Clyde. Yes. I, I think he's going to be more than what anyone thinks. And uh, that's wild, by the way. A second round draft pick at running back on this two, team. Have two. they have they ever watched Kansas City? Like, have they ever seen the Chiefs? Sometimes you wonder. Sometimes you wonder. Yeah. But then again, you know, the Chiefs took a first round. Stephen rounder. A. Smith is just screaming, "The Chiefs need a running back." <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think so. I, Next up on um, Undisputed, do the Chiefs have a quarterback problem? <laughs> right, right. Colin Coward is going to be all over that one, right? And David Carr too, by the way. Who, like, well, of course, it's his brother in the AFC West, but he just cannot get over Patrick Mahomes there. Yeah, that was it. Nate asked, he's the one who he he just brought it up. Um, Kenneth Walker, that's who it is. He was like, was he, he was given to the Chiefs. State? He's given to the Chiefs at number fifty both times. It was like the first, second round pick, and I was like, am I like, am I smoking something? I just saw the same pick in another draft. Why am I seeing this? Anyway, insanity out there. I'm bullish on Clyde. Do you like do you do you think Clyde's gonna have a great year or are you taking comfort more in Ronald Jones's presence? I think Clyde has a great year. I think he's just needs to get healthy. And I think he needs to be utilized correctly, first and foremost. I, I kind of think the Ronald Jones signing is a case of they're gonna use Clyde a lot more on third down because Ronald Jones is not a pass catcher. Yeah. Ronald Jones is a First and second down back. He's, he's not going in on third down. So that at least leads me to believe they'll use Clyde more on third. But again, a healthy Clyde, I think, is a very useful player. He might not have elite speed, but we saw glimpses when he was healthy of, of maybe him turning a corner. That Steelers game, that one play stands out to me, took on two dudes, contact balance, stayed upright, scored a touchdown, that's what we need to see more of going forward. And I think Clyde can provide that. It comes down to health. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I think the loss of Tyreek, the trade of Tyreek, I'll put it that way. The trade of Tyreek, I think, could open things up for Clyde and McCole Hardman to be used in the ways that we always thought those guys could be used um, and open things up. So, man, I'd love to see it. I would love to see Clyde have a big year. It was uh, you know, I go back to Kareem Hunt. You know that that guy led the league in in rushing somehow, even though uh, Mahomes was having a banner year as well. So that was great to see. Um, just in the chat, it seems like people obviously would love to see um, some defensive players. Jamie Boy says Dax Hill, who is my favorite choice in the first round, by the way, and Boye Mafe at twenty nine and thirty, and Travis Jones and John Michi at fifty and sixty two. That'd be a hell of a haul. Uh, I'm with Jamie Boy all the way there. Uh, Clint McKenzie says smash mouth would be the ultimate tendency breaker. Um, I mean, Sterling and I were talking earlier, we should go running back and fullback in the first round. That would do it, right? I also saw smash mouth not that long ago. I was, 
five, six years ago, I saw Smash Mouth. They're, Wait, they're playing, still making music? It was in, if you're from Kansas City, they played in Town Center. It was like an outdoor little summer get together next outside of a Brooks Brothers, basically. Um, it, it was. <laughs> It was fun. I'm not gonna lie. You know, you know a lot of Smash Mouth songs. It's there's just one. No, Smash Mouth has like seven songs. That's like they have the All Star song, and that's it. What else Dude, is there? How dare you? You will how not dare, rip on. Am I insulting? What your about walking on the sun? Like... I'm walking on the sun. Uh, what about hey now? You're an All Star. Come on now. Well, that's that's what I said. There's All Star and then there's nothing else. What about I'm a believer? You uh, a monkey's cover? You're really yeah. taking cover I'm throwing behind a monkey's, a monkey's cover. cover. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. What am I? I'm not your stepping stone, okay, Dude, Matt. You, but they were took a the stepping stone. To, the monkeys were a stepping stone this is for lame. that song because Smash Mouth crushed it. Crushed it. Come on, Walking on the Sun also is a really good one. So I mean, how dare you? All right, Smash Mouth. Uh, yeah, somehow we've got lost on Smash Mouth. Let's move on. Running back. Let's finish this. Overblown. We both say overblown. There it is. Uh, let's talk tight end here. Uh, we may disagree here, right? You have Travis Kelsey, mid-30s at this point. Uh, but you did draft Noah Gray. You got Jody Fortson. Gotta love that. At the same time, the guy went down with a season-ending injury last year. Blake Bell is back. The great bulldozer. Belldozer could be a part of Smash Mouth and their massive music catalog, as well as the football brand. Sterling, what, like, what in the world do you think of tight end? Or, like, are, are, do you think that need is overlooked? Would you say it's overblown? Overblown? I think it's fine. I don't think there's not it's a not reason. A choice. There's not a, it's I, overblown. I pick, it's overblown. I pick sensational there, words. Use my sensational words. It's overblown because there's not a reason to spend draft capital there when there's other pressing needs. We keep acting like Travis Kelsey's going to fall off the face of the earth. He hasn't. I get it. Everyone wants his predecessor to come in. Well, they drafted Noah Gray. Okay, Maybe he's not that guy, but he's still on the roster, and until Travis Kelsey falls off, we'll never see if a guy can be the next Travis Kelsey. Jody Fortson looked really good in limited action. And Blake Bell, he's your blocking back and also QB sneak guy because they refuse to run QB sneak with Mahomes. That's four tight ends. What are you going to do? Carrying four already seems overkill for this offense. You want you want five? You want to cut one of those dudes? Dude. Who are you cutting? You know Who are you letting go? None. Jody Fortson earned that roster spot. Noah yes. Gray, they at least thought enough of to draft in the fifth round and to give some sort of playing time. No, sorry. The, the, this is the tight end room I am fine with. Yeah. It, by the way, do you know the Chiefs have, I think, six other tight ends on the roster not named Gray, Fortson, Kelsey, or Bell? It's like this insane. Brett Veach is putting together a small collection of tight end action figures behind him, and no one re- realizes it. It's like, why are there 10 tight ends on the offseason roster right now? I don't know, but they're all there. Collecting them like Sterling collects Smash Mouth CDs. Um, we both say overblown here. <laughs> Clint McKenzie says overblown. The eighth legendary lost Smash Mouth track. Um, <laughs> and if we wanted to go all Smash Mouth, Jamie Boy says we should trade Travis Kelsey for Taysom Hill. Um, yeah, let's just go all in. It's like a Madden franchise mode. 
um, where we'll just go all in on on big or crazy. Anyway, uh, offensive line. You and I are having a showdown. I just saw the tumbleweed blow through this town. Your draw, by the way, your draw sucks. I'm going to shoot you on this one because here's how it goes. Offensive line is this need overblown or uh, or overlooked? I'm going to go on record first and say overlooked because right tackle is a gargantuan need, as in stature. Uh, on this team, you disagree, correct? Yeah, you're an idiot for that. I disagree wholeheartedly, and I'm going to throw hands when I see you in person. Probably not because you're bigger than me, and I'm going to get my ass kicked if I try to fight you, but mentally I'm angry with you right now because Andrew <laughs> Wiley is fine. Why is everyone acting like Andrew Wiley is this bum, okay? He's fine, and guess what? That's your emergency tackle. Lucas Niang is is the guy going forward when he's healthy, okay? So you have those two guys holding down right tackle. I am comfortable. I'm cozy. I have a weighed warm blanket over me with those two dudes, okay? Phrasing, that was bad. I take that back. That was very <laughs> uncomfortable. But my is, I'm okay with those two guys holding down right tackle. There are more pressing needs on this team. There's more pressing needs. Spending it on a third right tackle is asinine. It's absurd. Why? Like, do, do you have zero faith in Lucas Niang? Zero. Do you have zero faith? Because if you do, that's fine. But he's the project. He's the guy with the high ceiling. Wiley is the veteran who's 27 years old, who's played meaningful snaps on this roster, who's been effective, who's not been bad, yet everyone seems they want to kick him out of town. It makes no sense. Look, I, I don't hate Andrew Wiley. First, let's get our words straight because you said Andrew Wiley's fine. Now, look, if I pass somebody who I find attractive, I'm going to say, damn, that's fine, right? But when my wife asks me, how you doing? And I just say, fine. That means a whole different thing. Andrew Wiley is my wife asking me while I'm trying to watch a movie, hey, how was your day? And I say, fine. That's how fine. Well, then Andrew tell her Wiley. how you feel. That's not my fault. You're misrepresenting the word fine. Okay. No In other words, Andrew Wiley is like, fine, leave me alone. I'm trying to watch Lethal Weapon 3 again. Fine. That's as good as Andrew Wiley is. Now, I'm not trying to hate on Andrew Wiley. He has a known floor and a known ceiling. And the floor's pretty high, which is good, which is why you bring him back. But the ceiling is like slightly higher than the floor. It's like, a dollhouse, sure. right? So no but it's one was It's a damn fine built dollhouse. Okay, right? It's, right. it's a fine dollhouse, is what I'm saying. So look, no one wants to live in that dollhouse, and you don't enter the season with that ceiling of a dollhouse. Lucas Niang was. But you don't. Niang's the ceiling. Okay. Wiley so, is the floor, and Niang's the ceiling. This no. is the. <sighs> because here's the thing, Niang. Look. Look, two things to clarify. Right tackle is not the Chiefs' biggest need, not by a long country mile. Edge rusher, another edge rusher, wide receiver, corner, then right tackle. And then another corner, and then maybe a third corner, and then maybe a linebacker because do you want Willie Gay Jr. Nick Bolton playing 100% of the snaps? Yes. Okay, okay. those are – Sure, because, yeah, yeah. it's Madden. They don't get tired. You you put on the stamina boost. They already signed Jermaine Carter. I'll bring back I'll bring back Ben Neiman for that. I don't need you. Whatever. Here's what I'm saying. 
I'm saying it's a bigger need than you think. Lucas Niang was already a let's let's get real clear on this. Lucas Niang was already a project who looked good in school but sat out one full year, comes back after sitting out a full year, and looks good but gets injured in what three separate stints, including a season in the injury. No one right now, including you, Smash Mouth, could look at Lucas Niang and say, Oh, for sure, that's my right tackle of the future. It's a total roll of the dice. And right now you said, oh, Lucas Niang could, could lock down right tackle. Lucas Niang couldn't lock down anything because his arm is hanging there like some kind of like marionette uh, or his leg. Like, but, there's no locking it down. He's got to like he's got to like sit on the recliner right now. He's got a patellar injury. But guess what? It's okay because your safety net has played a lot – in meaningful, a lot of meaningful snaps at right tackle. I'm, I'm so heated right now. I, I just don't understand this. If you want to spend a fourth rounder on right tackle, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue. If you spend a fourth rounder on right tackle, I will not, I will not be irate. Anything higher, I will say why. Because again, Wiley is your floor. Lucas Niang is your ceiling. Yes, he has been hurt. Sure. Dude never gave up a sack in college. Dude was called out by Chase Young for being fucking phenomenal. I agree. That was also 2002. Y2K had just happened the last time that happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it also, it, Smash, Smash Mouth, Mouth is popular then. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Okay. I'm just saying you have the best case scenario and Lucas Niang figures it out. He becomes your guy. And you have worst case scenario. He doesn't. He's perpetually hurt. And you trust Andrew Wiley for the next. He's 27. It's not Andrew Whitworth out there. He's not 41. Okay. He's fine. And this is a, a, a realistic fine. Not a you telling your girlfriend when she's or wife when she's talking through lethal weapon three fine. Dude, I we're going to agree to disagree here. I'm going to call it overlooked. You're going to say overblown, right? massively overblown. That's all right. That's all right. Someday you'll learn. Also, by the way, I've had horrible takes in the past. This is probably another yeah, one. Yeah, Josh Gordon? I'm, is that Josh Gordon even, one? How's that one sounding? Josh Gordon was like one of my better takes. One of my better takes. Like, <laughs> the Mahomes one? I'm not going to pretend. Oh, okay. I'm not going to yeah, pretend. Sure. I've just had the worst <laughs> takes ever. So I don't even know why I'm here. Well, I've had horrible ones too. Don't you worry, pal. Yeah, what? Yeah. Anyway, look, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll read this because, um, but if you guys, if you like the Arrowhead Attic podcast, if you like our bad takes, if you like talking smash mouth, music and football, uh, just know, please, con- please consider becoming a member of the AA family. Members get special access to emojis, loyalty badges, and so on. You guys can you use during our live YouTube streams. Also get an invite to a private Discord channel. We hang out there all the time. We were just talking books earlier today, uh, favorite ice cream flavors. I mean, it's just kind of a general mishmash of all things Chiefs and community and all the things that we love. Uh, we talk music. We talk music too. I ask if people go to concerts and they don't respond. I, 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 I said if anyone was going to Jason Boland and the Stragglers, no one was going. I was disappointed. Well, that's probably because you recommend Smash Mouth, so no one knows what to think of your other thing. <laughs> anyway, check the link. Check for the link about joining in the description of wherever you get this podcast. We certainly appreciate your support. Now, let's move to the defensive side of the ball. I think most Chiefs Kingdom would agree that this is where the attention is needed anyway. Edge rusher, it feels even stupid to ask if this is overlooked or overblown, but 
everyone wanting so many edge rushers. It's I guess still overlooked. Is, <laughs> I mean, do you do you think in a way that that like do you think we need one or two or even more than two edge rushers in this draft? Yeah, two at a minimum, man. This is why I think it's overlooked. Like you need at least find one high end, high floor starter. If you want to take a flyer on another guy, sure, go right ahead. If you want to take a third dude, that is also okay. All these folks have been – I've been talking to some guys on Twitter, and they keep telling me, well, you know, Melvin Ingram, that would be a nice get. Dude's like 32. He's not going to do OTAs. He's not going to go through training camp. He's at a point in his career where he's like, I'm going to show up game one, call it a day. If Melvin Ingram is your hope for a solid defensive line or a solid edge grouping – that's horrible. It's horrible. Like that's horrible. Melvin Ingram is a fine situational pass rusher. He's fine. Wait, he's what's wrong air. with fine? He's Suddenly, it's so. Do you want one fine? So if if he's your weak link, it's fine. If that's supposed to be your best player, that's not okay. Could not agree more. Could like not Frank Clark more. at this point in his career, yeah, he's fine. He's just okay. He's a guy. He's a jag. Just a guy. Okay. They need some high floor guys. They need some high ceiling guys in this AFC West. They need someone who can get pressure on the quarterback. They need at least two guys in this draft. It is, it is not talked. What, what, what's the word we're looking for here? It's, it's overlooked for even how much we have talked about it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, I think uh, three things here. One, the Chiefs have to come away with a first round edge rusher. Two, the Chiefs have to come away with a designated pass rusher, DPR, somewhere in in rounds two or three, right? They've got to have a second guy who can be a situational pass rusher. And then three, I think they need to double dip and next year draft another first-round edge rusher. At that point, Frank's gone. At that point, Melvin's another, another year older. Like, if you really want to redo the whole um, defensive front and get what you need out of it, it wouldn't bother me at all to see Brett Veach uh, put first-round picks in successive drafts at this very position, as well as as getting some sort of situational pass rusher alongside those picks. So I'm totally with you. I think it's overlooked um, as much as we talk about. It sounds like everyone else agrees. Um, Jerome Bunker says they need defensive end for this. And next year, Nate S. says draft three defensive line, defensive end guys, sure, and bring back it. Ingram. Love it. Yes. Yes. Draft two defensive ends. Okay. So it sounds like Chiefs Kingdom overall uh, is it, at least our listeners are clued in enough to know. Um, and Clint McKenzie, by the way, Clint McKenzie says this Therese agrees from afar. I loved this is a side note today. Yahoo Sports, um, I think it was Charles Robinson and Eric Edelm both put out this year's All Juice team as a nod to Therese and the work that he always did. I loved reading the All Juice team every year uh, from Therese, and we certainly miss reading that, but it was such a great um, – I love that they're keeping that going at Yahoo Sports. If you didn't already track that down, you could track that down. It's always a great read, um, even if we miss Therese writing that. Um, and couldn't agree more, Clint. Let's move on here to linebacker. Overblown, overlooked. We talked a little bit earlier. Willie Gay Jr. I mentioned something about Ben Neiman, and I didn't really mean it. By the way, Neiman is German for I didn't mean it. So that's how that goes. Uh, Willie Gay Jr., Nick Bolton. I love that these two are going to run the show. 
Like it's going to be a fun year in the middle, right? But what do you think about the position as a draft need going into next week? Yeah, I I think this is actually overlooked because I'm thrilled, thrilled with Nick Bolton, Willie Gay Jr. I'm excited they're getting the lion's share of the snaps. They're going to be incredible here for a long time. I understand they roll out five guys in the secondary nearly every single play, right? Like every snap, they roll out five dudes in the secondary. They still need at least a third and fourth linebacker. If you're fine with, is it Jermaine Carter Jr.? I believe that's fine, but they need another guy too. They needed another young, talented player. They're trying to get more athletic. They're trying to get faster. They're trying to get younger. You do that through the draft. Uh, I am 100% okay if they, if they went and drafted a a third rounder, a fourth rounder. I'd love that actually. And as far as linebackers go, they need something because they're not going to play hundred percent of snaps. Again, it's not Madden. It's real life. If an injury happens at linebacker, they are screwed. I mean, they are, they're, they're torched. So they, they really need to, I think, invest here at least a little bit more than people are giving them um, credit for. Yeah, I, I, don't, dis- I don't disagree at all. I, 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 think, it's a, I think that's a real need. Um, and, and it will be interesting to see like, how much of a need they think it is. I, I've seen a lot of mock drafts giving a linebacker as high as the third, and certainly in the fourth round. I've seen that a few times. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, what they can get. Let me ask you this. Do you remember, because I, I want to make sure I'm factual here, there was a point late in the season where Willie Gay Jr. was talking about his own mental health. Am I right? Yes. I forget when that was. I don't remember if it was, it was like late playoff. or middle. It was like early playoffs or like late regular season. There was some yeah, I do remember moment that where he had to like attend to something or just kind of like get some sure get some personal time, whatever. I have to say that that kind of a moment, I mean, one, I think everyone should prioritize their own mental health whenever and and however they need to do that. And I was glad the Chiefs gave him room to do that. Your mental health is much higher with a dog licking your cheek. So I I get that you're good right now. But let's also remember Willie Gay Jr. has also had a couple injuries, right? I mean, there was he didn't even play this year until week five or week six uh, because of a preseason injury. I just wonder, like – do you think it should maybe even be a higher draft need, knowing that maybe there's some question marks there about, hey, is Willie Gay Jr. going to be a 17-game-a-season guy? Yeah, I, again, 100%. Even if you take the Willie Gay Jr. equation out, they need a guy. Bring that into the equation, they now definitely need a guy, at least a guy that they trust. They never trusted Dorian O'Daniel. Ben Neiman they trusted but shouldn't have. Like, they need <laughs> – they need someone who is talented enough. If an injury happens, they're not completely and utterly screwed. And, and that's, yeah. and again, you're not going to have top end talent at every single position, including backups. I know people are always like, well, why don't they have this, that, or the other? Well, how salary cap works and how, especially even though Mahomes is on a team friendly deal, it's not a rookie contract. Like, that's a massive disadvantage for Kansas City is not having a quarterback on a rookie contract. If you look at past Super Bowl winners, obviously not the Rams, but if you look back at past Super Bowl winners, a lot of times they're on those rookie contracts. You can fill all those other spots with top-end elite talent. And I I do think linebackers really getting overlooked at this moment. Okay. Well, let's close things up here with defensive back, at least in this quick series. 
like defensive, you know, we talked about corners. A lot of people have the Chiefs going for a corner even in the first round. I would like it. I would like Daxton Hill or, or really there's a few guys there. I think Andrew Booth would be exceptional. What do you think of, like, are you in for a first-round corner? And because you've even said multiple guys there. Do you agree with a high-end pick? So I'll preface it by saying I think the Chiefs need at least two corners in this upcoming draft. I think that's a really important position of need. I would say it's it's overlooked in the sense of how many guys they need at corner because right now DeAndre Baker's your third cornerback. That ain't ideal. Yeah. But as far as drafting in the first round, I would be fine if they did. But I actually think I'm okay if they waited. The reason why is – this is one position they've shown an affinity for finding later on in the draft. Edge, they've not found anyone. Like, they've been just two scoops of ass. It's been horrendous. <laughs> but corner, they're like fourth round, Legarius. Sixth round, yeah, Rashad Fenton. Undrafted, yeah. will trade Parker Anger, who that's not how his name is spelled, but it's Anger for Traverius Ward, who was undrafted. Like, they've nailed it at cornerback. They have a, a type they want, and they know how to get them. And it can come late. So I trust them. If it's a first round, that must mean they love him. They think he can become just an elite player. But I think Legereus can become elite as a fourth rounder. Traverius Ward was not quite elite, but he was in that very, very, very good category for his tenure here. Rashad Fenton, I think, is good. I, don't, I think he's kind of where he's at. I don't, he's not super fast. He's not super big. But I think Rashad Fenton, he knows where to be. He's good. He, he knows his defense. Like, I trust him. If they spin a first-rounder, that means that they must really love that guy. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I've been a little surprised that Brett Veach has missed on corners when he, when he reclaims them from, from somewhere else. Like, DeAndre Baker has not worked out at all. But was that a miss? Like, well, they I gave him nothing I mean, for him. Like, correct. I, Honestly, I think it's almost – I would almost consider that more of a hit than a miss. He had playing time, while not good, wasn't just atrocious, and they gave him nothing necessarily for him. So I was I was actually fine with that deal. I guess I was a little – I guess I've been a little surprised at the lack of anything we've gotten from DeAndre Baker on the field. Sure. Especially because he started 15 games his rookie year for the Giants. Of course, there's a difference between the Giants and the Chiefs, but not between the Giants defense and the Chiefs defense. There's not – that great of a of a difference there uh from what we've seen so yeah who knows what about safety i mean do you do you do you like a safety at all do you feel good about reed and and um thornhill as as your bookend as your starters there yeah i'm happy with safety but i do think this is another position uh, maybe i i'm not trying to be a contrarian because i feel like you and i have been differing here but I think it might be a little overlooked. I like Dion Bush. Honestly, I do. I think that's a fine signing. That was a, a surprisingly good one of a, of a, of a guy who kind of under the radar, who I think will have a larger impact than his name and contract indicate because they do use so much three safety. He's your dirty but, Dan. Yeah. He's your, he's your dirty Dan, but who's I think going to be better because he's younger and more athletic. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's a positive, right? Yeah. I, I, I just also think that you can never have enough, Enough guys at safety with, with how often they use three safeties, right? Because even though safety is a position where you can technically play 100% of the snaps, that's not going to happen. Like you, You're not going to play Deion Bush and all three of those guys 100% of the snaps. Juan Thornhill's been hurt before, right? Like we know this. 
I want some, I want a safety net. I want someone that you can, you can trust if something goes down. I know honey badger back on a one-year deal. Yeah, it'd be great. I don't think he's taking a one-year $8 million deal though. I wouldn't be opposed to offering one for even 12 because I think that that gives you some flexibility and he is good in the slot. And then it does help you when it comes to some of your cornerback issues because he is in the slot now. So um, as far as safety goes, I think it's a little bit overlooked. I think there is something they could do there. Yeah. I, I would like a safety. I, I think, um, you know, this is Thornhill's contract year um, coming up. I, I just think um, they lost Armani Watts. They lost, uh, Dion Bush was only signed for a single season. I just think as a long-term investment, there's got to be a safety taken. I, I'd love to see one in the earlier rounds. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Hey, I want to remind you guys, we're doing monthly contest giveaways for our listeners. This month, we're giving away a Patrick Mahomes jersey. Uh, there are multiple ways to get entries. So check out the link in the description to find out how to enter terms and conditions. They apply. Sorry about that. Do I um, get to enter or terms and conditions, Sterling? Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I think I'm a term. I think I'm Your a term. Yeah. Terms and conditions may apply. Um, and let's skip down. We're going to skip down to the end here because we're almost to our hour. Um, earlier in our Discord channel, Evan asked us what the best ice cream flavor is. And this thing devolved into a whole <laughs> little Debbie. <laughs> like March Madness break, like and calling me old as shit. Y'all were calling me grandpa, seventy three year old. Okay, yeah, I like butter pecan and spumoni and Neapolitan and pistachio and butterscotch. Butterscotch shake from Winstead's is incredible. Don't you come at me with your soft takes <laughs> of chocolate and vanilla. I have a <laughs> dignified palate. Of a 73-year-old. Oh, man. I, you do. You do. I, my favorite flavor is vanilla, only because if you find a really good vanilla, then it's like it reigns supreme. Vanilla bean. If you get a little cinnamon on top, a little mm. caramel sauce. Ooh. Uh, ice cream's fun to talk about, but not nearly as fun. All right, let's talk about this. We opened our show with Lil Debbie the Rapper. Now let's talk about what's inside Little Debbie wrappers by talking about her snack cakes. Folks, I grew up, I don't know about you, I basically grew up, on, Little Debbie was my mother. I'll admit that now. Little Debbie was my mother. Uh, I grew up with all things Little Debbie. Um, did you grow up with a lot of Little Debbie snack cakes in your house? There, there, when you said that she was your mom, there were so many your mom jokes I wanted to make right there and held back. I, I Honestly, I feel it. like an adult right now. Because you're, you're a restraint. You're incredible Little Debbie mom joke restraint right now. All right, let's let's... <laughs> Like keep them to yourself. I don't need them. Don't make fun of my mom. However, I will say this: uh, we were poor. We were dirt poor growing up. Uh, and so, little Debbie, you know, you could get a whole box of snack cakes for ninety nine cents at the Save a Lot. That's what we bought. Fudge round. I'm just gonna rapid fire. Here we go. Rapid fire. Or, by the way, are you familiar with Little Debbie? Or yeah, gonna... I would say I know Little Debbie. I don't know like thirteen of their snacks. Like the donuts, incredible. The powdered sugar donuts, they go hard. Zebra cakes, I think, or Little Debbie. What about donut sticks? Have you had a donut stick? Oh, I've not had a donut. I don't want to lie. I, I don't okay. want to lie. I have not had this? a donut stick. Fudge round or oatmeal cream pie? Oh, oatmeal cream pie. I love oatmeal. I love the okay. oatmeal cream pie. It's fantastic. Let's 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 break this down. Okay, if oatmeal cream pie wins out, what about oatmeal cream pie versus 
a star crunch. Mm, oatmeal cream pie. I fond memories of getting them on the bus. Okay. The old bus driver. I, I I'm gonna remember his name after this. I was like seven. He was kind of a curmudgeon, but like a nice curmudgeon when on Christmas he would give you or like you like before holiday, he'd give you a oatmeal cream pie. So I, I was like, you know what? That sounds not- creepy. No, no, no. It's like, you know, when someone's like kind of like angry, but then like deep down you realize they actually have a good heart. That's what I, that's what I learned. Because they give little kids like oatmeal, Debbie, like cream pie, whatever it is. I I just don't like it. You couldn't say it without sounding creepy. So I get what you did there, but yes, you're correct. It was, it was. Uh, By the way, donut sticks are the bomb says CD. He gets that totally right. And yeah, people are split here. We got oatmeal and fudge rounds. By the way, all of these lose to Swiss cake rolls. Have you had Swiss cake rolls? Oh, Swiss cake rolls are incredible. Those are elite. Patrick Mahomes of Little Debbie is the Swiss cake roll. Am I right? Yeah, Swiss cake rolls. I'm trying to think. Those are just like top tier. Those go toe-to-toe with anything. What about those uh, the peanut butter sticks? Like a, like a, I, don't, I forget what those are called. Are those? I don't know. No, we should have the Swiss cake rolls. We should have made a list here. Z- zebra zebra cakes and the and the Swiss ones. Those are like one two. Those are two. That was Baylor and Gonzaga meeting in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament last year. Not this year, last year. That was the Bills and the Chiefs. That's what that was. Nutty bar. That's what it is. A nutty bar. Oh, cosmic brownie, dude. Cosmic brownie. Mmm, that's tough. Evan, good call. More than Swiss cake roll. Ah, it's close, dude. When you got a cosmic brownie when you were nine years old, I don't know if there was a thing better. Let me guess. You got this from an an old curmudgeonly gentleman. It was <laughs> in some secret place. Is that what it was? That a what van. It was? it was in the back of a van. No, it was the the lunch ladies. They would give out those on special occasions. You you received a lot of sweets from some questionable characters in your youth. I'll just leave it at that. Do you not? Um, Adam Sandler had a whole song about lunch ladies that was very endearing. I mean, I yeah, I packed my own lunch, man. I don't I don't need someone creepy to hand me something. Um, yeah, take us out of here, Sterling. You deserve it. I want to talk more. I, you know what? Frankly, I'm having a great time, Matt. And you know what we're gonna do very quickly before because I know you're pissed off at me right now because I'm gonna. No, you know what? We're not gonna do it. I had the whole list of rapid fire questions for you. And I feel like you just don't want to do it right now. You know, honestly, I feel like you're upset by it. I was going to ask you rapid fire questions and you I'll told me it. to take us out. Are you in? I'll do it. And then take us out. Okay. Rapid fire. More rushing yards next year. Ronald Jones or Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Clyde. More yards next season. Nicole Hardman, uh, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. Marquez. Over under 5,000 yards passing for Mahomes. Over. Better band, White Snake or Night Ranger? White Snake. Mm. Here I uh, go again on these questions. I, I, but. I, I'm, <laughs> but you can still rock in America. Would you rather have? <laughs> would you have brought Sammy Watkins back after seeing his contract? Ye- yes, only if they not signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Also, for four up to four million for seven games, I'm in. Uh, I'm so in on that contract. Is Tyron Matthew the best free agent signing in Chiefs history? Maybe. I'd have to see a list. <laughs> Sebastian Bach or Axel Rose? Axel Rose. Mm, I don't know about that one. The Sebastian Bach's hair flows. Are you kidding me? Oh, wait. Hold on. 
Sebastian. Yeah, you're right. I mean, dude, Skid Row. If you sing 18 I in love life, Skid Row. come on. Dude. Monkey Business. Your, your crime is time. Monkey Business was second album Skid Row. The of course it was. Even, Slave to the Grind. The yeah, fact I know you all even this stuff. Know that, the fact that you even know that is like makes you so worthy of so many things and covers for so many of your football mistakes. Dude, I'm a massive Skid Row Sebastian Bot guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Just How, made up. Over, over under 350 yards for Josh Gordon next year. Under, as in 350 yards under. Who has the better regular season record next season? Bills or Chiefs? Regular Jeez. season. Re- okay. Uh, Josh Allen's run- going 500 next year. <laughs> rather Not run really. a 100-yard dash on Legos or get nope. whacked in Whatever the shin the- by a Razor scooter? Sure. Whatever the other one is from physical exertion. 10 yards on Legos. You could say 10 yard. You could say, would you have rather you ever been whacked in the shin by a razor scooter? I have doesn't matter. indentions in my shin from those bad boys. It doesn't matter. If you said I could sit here and take pain or I'd have to get up and walk to the bathroom. I'd say, I'll just sit here and take pain. I'm sorry. Is that why you don't get a haircut? I love your hair and I love your beard. But frankly, I'm I'm concerned now that it's because you just don't like to shave and you're too lazy to get a haircut. Yeah, I can't get up. I can't get up. I just <laughs> have, like, yeah, yeah. I just took uh, it all in under all this, and, and uh, yeah, dude, I'm jealous of your flow. I miss my long, my long Sebastian Bach esque locks. You say that, it. but everyone talks about how killer your hair is because they mm-hmm. should. Oh, by, by the way, my emoji in the Airhead Attic Discord, which you guys should obviously sign up for, it kind of looks like a turd, okay? I'm, I'm going to say it. It looks like a turd. <laughs> like Mr. Hanky from uh, South Park? It looks like Mr. Hanky from South Park. And I'm, I'm confused by it. Frankly, uh, I'm, I'm, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, who, who put a picture of a turd in here? And then it's, it's my did. hair. Yeah, I did. You did. It was my fault. Uh, this was the first. Arrowhead Attic Podcast. That was Matt Connor. I am Sterling Holmes. This was the most off the rails Arrowhead Attic Podcast you will find on Thursday. You'll be joined by Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. They'll talk a lot more Chiefs in depth. We're more fun, right? They're the in depth analysis fellas. Me and Matty C, we're talking about Sebastian Box locks, okay? That's what we Box do. Box locks. Here. We appreciate you guys. If you guys do want to leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. If you do want to get some KC beer, we always appreciate when you tag them. That means a lot to us. If you want to join the Discord, it's a lot of fun in there. We'll see you next Tuesday. We are out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.